Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello Achievers, this is episode 27 of the Next Level Author podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name's Sasha Black and here with me every week is... The phenomenal Daniel Penelope Wilcox. (laughs) I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. Penelope is just a fun word to say. Yeah, there's no, there's no relevance to that whatsoever, is there, mm. Daniel? No, it's, it's, okay. a random, it's a random name I throw in there because it's fun to say and it rolls off the tongue. And it does not bear any resemblance to anything else in any context ever. And with that, let's move on. <laughs> How are you this week, buddy? Uh, I was good until I was attacked with some passive aggressiveness. Um, and <laughs> now I'm a little bit shunned. But no, I'm, a, I, I'm doing okay. I've... I've had a productive, good week. For some reason, we were saying before we came on the, the, the pod that my voice has decided to go like an octave deeper than it was. Uh, it's probably all the chatting we've been doing on Zoom, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a week, a good week. Things have been done, but I'll go into those in sort of the update in a bit. But how are, how are you? Stressed. Mm. Full stop. That's it. Really fucking stressed. I have this much to do. <laughs> And no fucking time to get it done. For those and, uh, on the audio feed, Sasha just held her hand about 30 centimetres apart <laughs> and then held it another five centimetres apart. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have no time. Like, I am really under the, the, the cosh. Is that the right word? Yeah, yes. I'm, yeah and, and I just, like, I haven't felt stressed like this for a while. And my mum very kindly took atlas this evening it's friday as we record this friday the 2nd of october and she's taken him until sunday and i don't think i've ever been so grateful for my mum. like i i i need four extra days this week but i will make do with two extra days this week so yeah that's that's how i am you have been handling it surprisingly well and i mean that genuinely because i I realize that most of the time i'm sarcastic but you are you are pushing through so just just Keep on keeping on because it's not going to be forever. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so what have you enjoyed this week? Would you so, like me to go first or have you got something? I mean, I've got something, but if you want to... Okay. No, you go first. Okay. So my something is um, a band that I stumbled across. So one thing that I used to do a lot in um, my old job when I was managing a marketing team was we used to look at the the various different funnels and the, the customer journey into how they get enveloped in your brand, your stuff. And I've been kind of studying my own journey as I've discovered a band this week. And essentially how this has transpired is that there was a phenomenal um, guitar cover of Disney's Bare Necessities on YouTube, which just appeared in my in my feed. And I watched that and I was like, wow, these, these two guys who, I don't know, must be like late 20s, so pretty young. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they have phenomenal voices. And one of the guys is incredible on guitar. And he just busts out this incredible solo. It's both acoustic guitars. I was like, this is amazing. And then over the next few days, I played this YouTube song again and again and again. And then I was like, okay, dig a little deeper. Went and saw like other covers, found a couple that, because he, he does very, um, like 
there's a certain path that people seem to follow if they're massive on guitar so it's all like your Beatles your Bob Dylan all these kind of like very guitar focused bands that I'm not massively into but I know some of their songs so I listened to some of the popular songs then went down the rabbit hole of like some of the less popular songs and then I just got sucked into him as a guitarist and then I stumbled across another woman who he plays guitar with sometimes and then I discovered they went on tour in England last year um and it's basically four American well, the band's two two guys, and they're called the Other Favorites. And I'll I'll make sure that Sasha pops a link in the show notes or, or something for there. But um, yeah, all, all that to say that I'm now in love with them as a band. They play they play very sort of country inspired rock, sort of quite old school stuff, very acoustic, and it's so good. It's so beautiful. But the thing that got me today was that I went through because each guitarist has their own YouTube channel. They don't have a band YouTube channel because one guitar, one the the lead guitarist has like half a million subscribers and the other one has like 200,000. So they're quite popular now. Um, and he's, so the, the main guy is a guy called Josh Turner and he started posting videos in 2007. So you can literally go back and see his progression through being a 15 year old, just like slamming riffs to playing with this other guy to taking a break because they moved further apart to getting back together to the last four years where they just posted regularly and just really made it and just they're, they're doing what they love. And the thing that I love is that they do a song which is um, called, oh, it's just, it, it literally was in my head earlier and now I've forgotten, but we will pop it in the show notes. Um, but that song they play in 2007 in this really grainy, shitty video. And they have like this little jokey bit at the beginning. So one of the guitarists basically goes, are you ready? He starts playing. The other guy goes, no. And they stop. And then he goes, now I'm ready. And then what they did was 10 years later, filmed with the same guys with a better camera in the same location started the video with the shitty 2007 ones going, are you ready? Nope. And then transferred or like trans, what's the word? Transitioned into the 2017 one where he's like, now I'm ready. And they start playing it. And it's so, uh, I, oh my I, God, that's there's amazing. There's something I, I love about watching people's success stories. Yeah. Like dude, perfect for people that don't know them, like a massive YouTube group that basically got famous from doing trick shots. And they've got a documentary all about their rise to success. And I just love watching those things where it's like people are taking something they love somehow made the success via YouTube and now they're huge and just carrying on this train. Like I was in, um, I was in Sainsbury's earlier and was it looking in the magazine rack and there are YouTubers who do uh, YouTube stuff for kids. Um, like there's one guy called Blippy who does like all fish stuff. And there's another called like Alec, uh, Ryan's, Ryan's toy reviews. Who's just like this kid. Yeah, his parents yeah, yeah. He's they been doing magazines. that since he they was have, little. Yeah. They have magazines. They have toy brands. Like, it really goes to show sort of the change in what you need to actually, you know, become popular and, and get a brand behind you these days. Cause you can just do it no matter who you are. So that's inspiring. But yeah, the, the other favorites is, is the band. Wow. I have to say like one that I really want to see that video with the transition and so two, I cannot believe that you've gone through that whole thing and we have spent a ungodly number of hours together on zoom this week and i had no idea like i love that that, <laughs> that that is a thing you know and i didn't know that i think that's so cool so yeah for people who <clears throat> perhaps haven't listened in the last couple of weeks dan and i have spent um basically nine till three on zoom every day sprinting all day mm -hmm. and um you know like 20 minute sprints and then a five minute break so like it's the majority of your day. <laughs> yeah. The song is called Flawed Recording. Okay. You have to send me a link. So the thing I've enjoyed this week. Okay. I'm cheating because I did read this a while ago. However, 
I just got my copy of The Saviour Sister by Jenna Moresi. And if you have not read like the this book or The Saviour's Champion, which is the first book in this series, you really, really need to. It is a dark fantasy book. Um, there's a tournament. There's like a, a, a slow burn romance. There's blood, violence and like cracking characters. And she's such a fucking good writer like I really highly recommend you read this book and yeah and I love Jenna she is just the sweetest human and therefore do yourself a favor do her a favor and go buy a copy mm. and I'll add that I just started reading the Savious Champion which is the first release which is the companion to that one yeah. and yeah concur like the, the writing's fantastic the story's gripping so far and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting through the rest of it no spoilers for you sunshine mm. Alrighty, weekly confessional. <laughs> What's wrong, Sasha? <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> I forgot about this. This has just ruined my day even further. <laughs> what's, 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 what's the matter? Fuck you. Just so get on with it. My tasks were to um, get all of my edits back to the authors who are part of my anthology. Um, which I have done and actually um, they, they've been fantastic at getting back to me. So now all the stories are finalized um, for my story, apart from the one that I'm currently writing, which I'll be adding in the next couple of days and getting sorted. So that's done. And to get started on when winter comes, which I started this afternoon <laughs> after reading what my task was. You are an absolute bastard. I wish we hadn't checked. <laughs> so uh mine mine are complete uh, sasha how how about you i refuse to participate this week <laughs> what were mine again <clears throat> uh, the exact wording let me find it super quick it was sasha will work on the prose course completing the webinar and write and produce the one-year anniversary of the rebel author podcast okay so i did the one year anniversary. I did work on the course, um, but I did not do the webinar because the webinar's this week. So this week coming. So be careful what you wish for. So yes, I, I hit. <laughs> I will pose the question to the Facebook group this week as to what Sasha's forfeit will be, and I will be the executioner for. Hang on a second, though. I don't. I don't believe there. I. I don't believe I put it in the Facebook group. Did I? You did. You asked people what they should did do. I? And at one point, I nearly had to do a Deadpool in heels dancing to some song. Did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was thanks to our wonderful Faye for that. Originally. <laughs> oh, um, man. But yeah, so that's something to look forward to. Tune in next week for Sasha's Forfeit. I hate you. Oh, you've not done the Cinnamon Challenge, have you? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, next bit. I hate you. While I sit here and go, you, you, you promised yourself. This is not me. This is Fuck <laughs> you. Let's move on. <sighs> we comments. Come on. Comments. comments. Yeah. So last week we asked, what is your ideal morning routine? And like, I'll, I'll be honest, we're, we're getting so many comments at the minute that it's absolutely awesome. And uh, I believe we're both getting better actually <laughs> getting the notifications and replying to them. So thank you everyone for has, who has commented. 
I'm not going to be able to go through them all. And I do want to kind of hit a couple of people who uh, maybe don't comment as regularly. Yeah. So we've got uh, Jackie Ruta who says, I'm not very productive while my kids are home. Ideally, I would get them up and to school by eight and then come home to be in work by 8.30. However, I'm a teacher, so that ideal is a few years away. These days, a good morning means eating breakfast before my students arrive at school. And due to COVID, we no longer have prep time at school in the morning. The students are there when we get there making a slow morning start impossible. I think my ideal is possible. It just won't happen for a while. I think that's something that a lot of people need to re remember. It's just, you know, COVID's not going to last forever. So although things are a bit out of whack at the minute, just keep on pushing and you'll get there. You'll get there. Um, Rian Stephanie says, my ideal morning would be one where I don't have to go to work. Now I get up at, well, isn't that for everyone? Uh, now I get up at 4.50 to make sure I can have some time to get the words in before I pop off to the muggle job at 7.30. Love the reference to muggle. In my ideal routine, I would be getting up around six instead. I'm a morning person, so getting up early doesn't bother me at all. And I get my best writing done in the morning, but it would be nice to work six to nine instead of five to seven. Totally get that. Uh, who else we got? Bum, 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 bum. I'll go to a, a couple as well of commenters from... Instagram. So we've got Todd Young says, at the lake, fire going, watching the sun come up with a good cup of coffee, which just sounds beautiful. It really does. Julie Heiner, hey Julie, says, coffee and reading, working on writing and a sweat session, which, yep, get that. Uh, Michelle Rim says, my ideal morning routine is to wake up not tired, grab a hot cup of cocoa and meditate, and then play with my cat before I start to write. But for some reason, that is never the case. And then I'll just jump to a few that we've got one in more, YouTube. One more. Let's do one more. Okay. Um, Emily Beachy, who says, I binge listened to the podcast all of last week and couldn't wait until this episode came out. My ideal morning routine would be to get up at 5.30, get writing for about an hour, then put the writing aside for stuff I have to do before the sun is beating down on me. After the farm work, which sounds amazing, I'd love to come back inside, eat breakfast and head back to writing. It would give me time to let my subconscious work while doing the physical work on the farm. And any scenes I'm writing and sort the plot holes, I could be had, they could be fixing themselves during that time. Um, so thank you for those. We also had people like Caitlin, people like Yanni, Casey Williams, Edwin, Holly, all the usual suspects. So thank you everyone for commenting. Um, and yeah, over to you, Sasha. Alrighty, question of the week. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm born ready. I I made this question just for you, just just okay. so that you know. What have is this you? Is going to be nicer on your forfeit? <laughs> no. This is a, this no. This is a spiteful question. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Gone. No, it's not spiteful. It's just it's purposefully created. What have you learnt about selling yourself? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so knew this was coming. Um, didn't how could you possibly know that was coming because when we did the episode on uh relationship with money i remember you i remember something me saying wow that was really good english i remember something me saying <laughs> something, um and sort of noting it down and then just the theme of what our conversations have been the last week or so can you can you repeat the wording please what have you learned about selling yourself I have learned so far that I have a lot of work to do on selling myself and it might just be one of the trickiest things for me to conquer in order to level up my business. Um, I, I said it in the, 
or briefly alluded to it in the financial, what is your attitude with, with, or what is your relationship with money episode? That uh, there's, there's an element of mindset around money. And I, uh, I, I, I don't know how I'm trying to word this. Um, I knew this was going to be a hard question for you. Yeah. Where to start? So I, as I mentioned in the, the previous episode, I am someone who for the last few years has lived relatively breadline. I'm one of these people that I'm very, very thankful for the things I have. I'm one of these people that I don't really need a lot to make me happy. Like I don't feel the urge to need to splash out on like a super expensive car or just like every single TV subscription or the latest gaming consoles. I, I'm just not, I'm not bothered. Um, like I'm happy waiting. I'm happy sort of paying the minimum for stuff. I don't need brands. I don't need any of that. Like I'm a, a man of very, very simple pleasures that makes it quite difficult for me to find a way to value myself enough to charge the prices that someone like me should be paying to bring in more income because there's a big block in my head of, well, I only need X amount to be happy. Um, and once I get past a certain limit of income, I'm aware that that happiness isn't going to increase. Like I know that ultimately happiness isn't hinged on money, but if I went back to working a job on like, I don't know, 13, 14K, I'd be struggling. And that would have a knock-on effect on my happiness. Like I'm in a position now where I'm good, but I want to level up. I want to get to a position where I'm bringing in more money. And so one of the things I'm trying to get to grips with in my head is number one, if, because I'm starting, I'm, I'm on the cusp of putting services out there in which I'll be selling myself for certain things um, or selling my services for certain things. And as part of that, I need to put a price on that and I need to look at how much money I'm bringing in. And in conversation that we've had, I'm very, very happy just to throw things out there and basically like throw my, my time and my services out there for quite cheap. Because again, I'm, a, I'm in a position where I don't, <laughs> I don't, I know lots more money would be lovely, but I don't feel like I need it. Um, and so I try and look at the way I, I guess I always, here we go. A, a, a real, live uh, realization i guess most of my emphasis goes on the other person rather than me so if i'm selling a service i want them to be able to access it i want them to get it for a good price i want them to get value from it and i want to go above and beyond for them but that's not necessarily reflective of what that costs me for my time or other things i could be doing to make money during that time and i really struggle with that balance because i am a nice person i am someone that wants to help other people and as as my journey goes on and as we do more stuff like this with the podcast and like go on other podcasts and you know, the as services will build, I'm aware that I'm not going to be able to give everyone that kind of time because that will increase. So I guess I don't really know what, what my roundabout answer is on this apart from the fact that I know it's a struggle. I know there are mindset things attached and I'm going to have to find a way to overcome me being not so much me being Mr. Nice Guy, because no matter what I do, I'm going to offer the best value possible that I can and, and do the best I can. Um, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm struggling with this one. I really am. Like, and I don't know if it's clear to people listening what that struggle is or what I'm trying to say, but I, yeah, I, I feel very satisfied. And in being satisfied, sometimes it's difficult then to put your foot on the gas and accelerate into the unknown. So 
I feel like I have one additional question and I'm just trying to think about how to word it. With, in, in providing really good value, why do you feel that that should be cheap? Like, why do you feel you should put a low price on good value? You, you know, and I know that everything that you provide will be the absolute best value you can possibly provide. But why, why do in your brain, do you then equate that with a low price? Because to me, if someone's going to provide me the best value, I'm going to pay willingly the best price for that. So I guess it comes back to, and I think this is something I've also mentioned in previous episodes as well, but like I try very, very hard never to forget the beginning of my own journey. And in the beginning of my own journey, I, there was a lot of things I couldn't afford. And there were a lot of things that I would have loved to have had, but couldn't. And I guess for me, adding certain price points creates a barrier to people that might benefit well from a product or people who just don't, people who deserve that chance to get involved in something and can't because of the price tag. So I have an idea for you then, and I didn't know that I was going to start talking about this because it's not really what this podcast is for, but why don't you split out your services? So you that will help your mindset i think so you have a premium product then you have something that is lower price and but also like slightly less of your time required and then something that is a much cheaper um product that everybody can have access to and then you are still providing the same service and the same value to everybody but at different price points and you're making you're making yourself or pieces of yourself accessible to everybody, but whilst still not draining your time and your, your energy. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to go. I think, I think it is just, it is just a mental block and like you've sent me podcast. <laughs> this is why I knew this was freaking coming. Cause you've sent me podcasts this, this week of, uh, of, of entrepreneurs and it's all about money mindset and like how to, think about money and stuff and it's it's it is a work in progress and I think I think that is that is my my one big block is I don't I hate excluding people who deserve an opportunity because I've I've always been one of those people that have liked to reach out to people who may not have had that like an opportunity or have you know won't have benefited in the ways that I have from things before mm. and I just I just like doing that and <laughs> That's me. And it sounds really corny and really cheesy, but that's, that's me. Doesn't, it makes you sound like a nice, nice boy. Unlike me, who's a ruthless bitch. <laughs> I no, I wouldn't say ruthless bitch. I'd just say like very, very goal driven. You know what you want. And like, cause every, everything you offer is still like incredibly solid, incredibly value, valuable, like, and professional to a T. So it's not like you're scrimping out just to like rob people of their coin. No, and I never would because, yeah, no, because like you, I have to do everything to like the absolute best of my ability in order to give everybody the best mm. of my ability. But also I'm not afraid to put a price on it. Oh, you've gone. Your, your audio's gone. <gasps> oh, no, you're back. I'm back. You're back. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I suppose on, I have to answer. answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, obviously I had the, um, the, the, the knowledge of knowing this question was coming. Um, and so I wrote some notes. So <clears throat> the first thing is that whether you like it or not, you have to sell yourself in this, in this industry, in this career. 
but the things that I have learned are that you can you don't have to sell you as you who you are in your private family life mm. so you can create a persona you know you can have a pen name you can um make it all about the product if i know that lots of people struggle and certainly i did at the beginning to sell me as the author i definitely focused on selling the product the book um and like the benefits of the book, if it was nonfiction or like the story. So I know that that's something that I definitely learned and I heard somewhere. And so I hope that just saying that helps somebody listening. You don't have to sell you. You can sell your book or your product or, or whatever it is that you're doing. And I suppose like the other thing to say is there is a way that I have learned that for every single author, there is a different way to sell yourself. So some people mm. like hiding behind um their their work and just doing paid advertising that is one way of selling yourself some people like being a face and engaging and using themselves as the brand and that's another way to do it and i suppose like you know there's brand man management there's advertising there's content marketing so and each one of these is a different way to sell yourself and so for anybody at any level on the you know like introvert extrovert spectrum there is a there is a way that you can sell yourself and still be comfortable um and i think like i suppose there's two other things there's one mindset thing and then there's like one other learning so the other learning is that like it's two things it's never ever ever about you so even when you have to sell yourself it is not about you it is about um the person buying your book your story your mm -hmm. nonfiction, or your service and when you make it about them it makes it a whole a whole lot easier to deta detach yourself and your worth from whatever it is that you're selling because solving a problem or you know helping someone let's say like jenny nash we've both spoken to jenny nash recently the goddess she, of this topic yeah and mm -hmm. like you know she she fulfill she helps somebody fulfill their dream well there's a huge fucking price tag on that you know if somebody dreams a big big business and if you're, you're helping somebody you know like fulfill a dream that's all about them like that's a you know there's one or two ways you can do it. You can either spend 10 years fulfilling a dream or you can pay a lot of money and somebody will help drag you kicking and screaming into, into mm. finishing your dream. So like, and that, that I, I mean, that is where I was going, but also, you know, like just in terms of the marketing copy and the, just the mindset around making it about the user and providing what the user wants and giving them or helping them solve their problems. Like it really helps to, detach it from myself I suppose you know because I it is about them and like you I want to help people I want to make sure they're getting the best but I also have a mortgage to pay and I have bills to pay and I definitely feel like in the last six months I have gone through a big money mindset change um I I, I have all like I said in the money episode I've always known what i wanted to earn but i think you like earning money makes you believe you can earn money and then you're able to earn more money in a way like it's a really mm -hmm. weird sort of thing and the last three months consecutively i've earned more than i did in my old day job and that has it's amazing yeah and it, and it but it's really opened my eyes to the fact that i can do that and my, my time is worth something 
and and so yeah anyway and so the other thing is that this whole selling yourself thing is so wrapped up in worth and value and how you value yourself mm -hmm. and I suppose the thing where I fall down is that I find it really hard to value myself but what I can do is value what I create and so I, I have to detach it from myself. And that's why I talked about that so much at the start. I, I have very little like confidence on the inside, but I also know that what I create is good value for money, like in terms of whether that's my nonfiction books or courses or whatever. So the only way I can do it is to detach it from myself because otherwise mm. I would crumble. Uh, and, and that, and I think because I detach it in, it enables me to look like I'm super confident with, with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Or am I chatting nonsense? No, no. I mean, there's so much to like unpack. And I think as you were talking, like going back to the last episode we did, I think because most of my life I've had to like hustle for minimum wage. And that was just, that was how it's about like all through uni while friends were on like maintenance zones and off party and stuff. I was working like four jobs and that's just the attitude that I've had. It's like, you work for satisfaction and it's like it's difficult to go from that mindset into like i'm comfortably i'm comfortably living now and like I'm, I'm happy to be doing so but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of cogs and things you can go into but it's, it's definitely a journey um and one that i've got to start on and i think probably as part of that i might i might as well just shout out the service that i'm going to be offering very very soon if you're happy for me to do that on the show of course <laughs> so by the time this goes live which will be on tuesday like the 6th of october maybe whatever day that'll be um www.danielwilcox.com forward slash boot camp will be live in which i am basically offering a service throughout the whole of the national novel writing month which is november every tuesday and thursday i'm going to be running live zoom sprints between 8 and 9 30 in which people can come online basically just jump into a massive group. I'll hold you accountable. We'll do sprints together because I've got a book to write. And uh, I'm also offering some quirky text message systems as well. So um, all the info or everything you need, if you're, if you're doing uh, NaNoWriMo this year, if you've never quite succeeded before, if it's your first time, whatever, um, I, can, I can help guide you through it because I, I can smash nano <laughs> to be honest <laughs> and I want to bring you guys too. So www. And you'll include the link, won't you, to the website? Yes. Yeah. Is it danielwilcox.com or is it Daniel Danny? Wilcox. Yeah, because it sounded like you said Danny Wilcox. www.danielwilcox.com forward slash boot camp. Amazing. Look yeah. at you selling yourself. Mm. I want to air five <gasps> you so bad right now. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Kate, how are we leveling up our business this week? Doing a fucking forfeit. That's out. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, for me, I am going to be cracking through when winter comes. Um, I, what have I got to do? I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm just being careful about this because I've got a few projects on at the minute. The other side anthology is going to be queued up and ready to publish on all platforms um, ahead of a pre-order date, which will be the 19th of October. Um, and I will be making progress through when winter comes six. And also bootcamp will be live. <laughs> I will have done the webinar. As long as there are no, you know, technical, you know, COVID related dramas. And I will have soft 
launched my course. I am not publicly launching it next week. I am just soft launching it next week. Yes, girl. And then you'll be and able to see. And then I forfeit. And I forfeit. Oh, I never thought this day would come. <laughs> and it's only because I fucked up with the dates, can I just point out. I I'm, really, I'm really upset. I really don't like failing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm not upset about the forfeit. It's that I've failed and that's what I can't stand. I this is why we started failing. this show. I am going to be so fucking like mm. careful about what, what I put to each week. I am never going to make that mistake again. <laughs> I think at some point we should make a rule, which is to be a lot more specific with our tasks. Not this week. I think we should end the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Before you have a meltdown. Yeah. Right. Audience question of the week. What have you learned about selling yourself? My iPad needs to stop making noises. That was good timing. <laughs> I know. It's telling me I have another podcast. Yes. <sighs> All right. Nice. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. 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 Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become next level authors. authors.